Um, probably not probably didn't happen in this occasion because this Zacchaeus, as we'll see, was a rich person. He was a rich man. Uh, so he wouldn't have had this sort of meal. But we had a rich man's meal last week, so we're doing a poor man's meal this week. This this meal this week is simply uh, fish and bread. So sardines, John West, only the best, um, and some, some bread. So, anyone like to try some? <laughs> no, it, it, they were taken out and they were wrapped up. And, um, but this is the sort of thing, this is the sort of thing that, that people would have, would have eaten. And particularly, man, they stink. Um, I don't like sardines at all. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover it up in a minute, otherwise I won't be able to get through the sermon. Um, but this is the sort of thing that catch the fish, eat it up, and just eat it with some bread. Okay, last chance. Oh, look, I'm gonna leave it out for anyone after the service who'd like to come have a nibble. Feel free, it's fine. If you'd like that sort of thing. I do know one person who, who would like it, but I'm not gonna, not gonna say anything more. Um, there we go. Cover it up, beautiful. There you go, look at that, fantastic. The bread's fresh, it's nice. The sardines are apparently fresh too. Okay, we're going to have a, um, a chance at the end as well to uh, make a comment, uh, ask a question, or um, just something that might have struck you that you'd like to share with the group as well. So, why don't I pray? Uh, Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, we thank you that the Lord Jesus um, walked this earth. Uh, he cared for people, loved people. He came to seek and to save the lost. Lord, he ate with people. And um, Lord, we, we, uh, we thank you for that example. Thank you for his mission. We thank you for his love for us and your love for us, Lord God. So Lord, we pray as we look into your word today that you would help me to be clear, help our, our hearts to be open, help us to listen well and put your words into practice. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, look, I must admit, I, I understand where Zacchaeus was coming from. I do. You see, being short has its downsides its shortcomings. Um, so for one, uh, in a crowd of people, if, well, it, it can be hard to see if you're stuck beside, behind someone tall, can't it? That can be true. Growing up, my parents, um, one particular time, they insisted on taking a photo of, um, of myself and my two older brothers in height order. Now, my eldest brother is about six foot four. My next brother down and he's about six foot one I think and I'm not. Um, I'm wider than taller. Anyway, uh, so th this is, uh, ever, well this was years ago we took this photo and ever since well we get together, my brothers and I, and we take this photo. So there, here I am. So that actually looks like I'm taller than I am. Um, maybe Martin was, he's the one on the left, maybe he's squatting. Uh, but there you go, so that's the height order. We've taken that photo everywhere, that's New Year's Eve. Um, this last year. So that's, the, that's our photo we take. Um, actually, I hear, I hear nowadays that you're not really allowed to say someone is short or pocket-sized or a wee little man, if you know the old Sunday school story about Zacchaeus. Um, you're meant to say, you're not allowed to say they're short, you, you have to say, no, no, they're vertically challenged. Vertically challenged. So there you go. Many of us have heard um, this story of this vertically challenged man, Zacchaeus, uh, the sycamore tree and Jesus. But if our focus is, or all we remember is Zacchaeus's uh, lack of stature, well then I think we've missed the point, haven't we? It's not really about that. Uh, 
seems to me, uh, Luke chapter 19, 1 to 10, this account uh, of uh, Zacchaeus and Jesus, it seems to me there are two seekers in this story. Two seekers. One seems obvious and the other is the true seeker. If you've got your outline there in the bulletin, uh, there's a few points that will help you jot a few things down and follow along. Let's meet the first of these two seekers. Luke 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see, or he was seeking to see, who Jesus was. But being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. Now, we... uh, Sorry, we, um, we certainly notice Zacchaeus as we read Luke 19. We notice him. But in that moment, it seems that many others didn't. Apart from the narrator, uh, at this point, Zacchaeus goes unnoticed. We're told that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, which meant that he was even richer than Levi in chapter 5. Remember Levi? Uh, he, he, was, he was filthy rich, we described him that way. But Zacchaeus, as a chief tax collector, well, he took a cut from all the other tax collectors in his little region. So he did very well. And in a city such as Jericho, Jericho was on a trade route, lots of people passing through, he would skim the proceeds off the customs revenue. Again, that would make him pretty rich. He was the kingpin of the... Uh, Jericho tax cartel. And again, like Levi, well, the Jews saw him as a traitor, siding with the Romans. He was very unpopular. He was an outcast. He was a sinner. And so no one would make room for him. But he wanted to see Jesus. He was curious about who Jesus is. But the crowds kept him from standing by the roadside so he could see where everyone else was. You know, maybe the, maybe the reason why the crowds didn't, uh, didn't let him through is because he didn't fit their idea of someone who was a, a real seeker. Oh, he's, certainly, he's certainly not a seeker, they thought. No, he doesn't fit the bill. He's not good enough. Jesus wouldn't be interested in him. He doesn't deserve to, to get through. Look, at, look how many people he's ripped off. Look what he's done to those people. Look what type of person he is. But the crowds didn't get Jesus at all, did they? They totally misread Jesus. As we've been seeing over the past few weeks, Zacchaeus is exactly the type of person that Jesus came for. He came to save that person. He came to save the lost, as he says in verse 10. Jesus is for sinners. No one is a hopeless cause. No one doesn't fit the bill. No one is beyond the saving power of Jesus, no matter what they've done. So instead of, well, instead of giving up, he could have given up and ran on back home and, you know, bought himself a new chariot or something like that. He didn't do that. He ran ahead. And he climbed this uh, sycamore fig tree, and those are the sort of tree, trees that have those long limbs that probably went out across the road so he could see, and Jesus might have walked under him. Well, as Jesus, uh, Jesus reached this spot, 
he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. You come down, Jesus said. And then Jesus called out his name. Jesus knew him. He knew him. Jesus looked past the crowd. Jesus looked past the indignity of a man up a tree. Now, you see, two things that Middle Eastern men don't do, even today, they don't run. You won't find a Middle Eastern man, a proper Middle Eastern man, run. They, they get their servants to do that. They get their workers to run for them. No, no, they walk. Uh, same in those days, same today. And, and Middle Eastern men, too, don't climb trees. Now, admittedly, I'm, I've had to think about this and thought, well, we don't climb trees much either. Grown men, when was the last time you climbed a tree? Can you remember the last time you climbed a tree? Don't know what to say to me. Oh, I climbed a tree last week. But when was the last time you climbed a tree for fun? We don't, we don't climb trees, do we? I don't think so, no? Does anyone want to put up their hand and say climb a tree? Uh, uh, yeah, Josh, you climbed a tree. That's your work. LAUGHTER <laughs> um, but we, we don't tend to do it. It's just a bit undignified, isn't it, for a grown man to climb a tree and say, hey, look at me. Um, kids do that. That's great for kids. They climb trees. That's okay. No worries with that at all. In any case, for a man like Zacchaeus, both running and climbing trees, that's a very undignified thing to do. But neither mattered to Jesus and, and, and neither mattered to Zacchaeus. Unlike the crowd, Jesus looked past the lack of dignity. And unlike the crowd, well, Jesus looked past the sinful reputation of this little man. And he said, I must stay at your house today. Notice that Jesus took the initiative. You see that? Jesus stopped for Zacchaeus. Notice that Zacchaeus didn't invite Jesus over. Uh, Jesus invited himself. So here's God's uh, sovereignty at work. God in control, God choosing. Uh, Jesus was on his mission, seeking and saving the lost. Speaking with divine authority, he calls Zacchaeus to himself. As an um, uh, English evangelical Anglican bishop, theologian, preacher, late 19th century, J.C. Ryle, he, he said this, it's a really great little quote, read along um, uh, as I read it. If ever there was a soul sought and saved without having done anything to deserve it, that soul was the soul of Zacchaeus. Unasked, our Lord stops and speaks to Zacchaeus. Unasked, unasked, he offers himself to be a guest in the house of a sinner. Unasked, he sends into the heart of a publican the renewing grace of the Spirit and puts him that day, that very day, among the children of God. It's good, isn't it? That's what happened. God at work. Jesus looking past the crowd and choosing this sinner, seeking and saving him. See, the story starts with a, with a small s seeker, doesn't it? Uh, Zacchaeus. But it soon becomes clear that there's another dynamic in play. The seeker has become the sort. The true seeker, the, the, the capital S seeker, is in fact the saviour. This story, well, it's, it's not really about Zacchaeus. It's, it's actually about Jesus, the true seeker, the saviour. And that's why Luke finishes this section off 
in verse 10, quoting Jesus, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Now, now friends, if, if, if we as God's church uh, are, going to be, are going to be on mission the way God has called us to be, well, then we've got to look, one, we've got to look for the seeker and, and look past their sins. But even more than that, we've got to look to the Saviour. We've got to point to the Saviour. He's the only one who can change a sinner's heart. So look at verse 8. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay them back four times the amount. Now, the uncertainty here, the if, uh, isn't really to do with if he's done anything wrong at all. No, no. The uncertainty here is, has he done it to everyone? It's that sort of thing. Okay, so verse 9, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. The transformation of Zacchaeus is testimony to the power of Jesus to save, to change his heart. In repaying his debts and and, and, uh, and his, his love for others, that demonstrates his love for God and his changed heart. Zacchaeus goes above and beyond what is required by law. He gives half his possessions to the poor and pays back four times the amount that, that he's taken from, that he's stolen from others. In, in Judaism, it was seen as generous just to give 20% away. Now, that's not a, this is not a great financial move, by the way, at all. He could well and truly be broke after this. It was that much money. But he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's, he's rich in Jesus. He knows he has all he needs in Jesus. He's unlike the rich man, if you know that story in Luke chapter 18. If you've got a Bible, you can flick back and read it. Luke 18, this rich man couldn't give up any of his wealth to follow Jesus. And he walks away, he walks away sad. Zacchaeus has Jesus as his treasure. He's rich in Jesus. And friends, the message of Luke's gospel, the Bible's message, is that only Jesus can change a sinner's heart. If you're a follower of Jesus, remember what he's done to your heart. Remember how he's changed you. Only Jesus can welcome us into God's family, to be a son of Abraham. Only Jesus can save the lost. So it's Jesus we must point people to. If you're a Christian person, a follower of Jesus, who was it? Just think for a minute. Think when you decided to start following Jesus, who was that person who, um, who pointed you to Jesus? Remember who it was? Maybe it was one person, maybe it was two or three. Maybe you've always known Jesus and, and your parents brought you up that way. And Who was it? For me, um, it was uh, two or three people. They were youth leaders uh, back when I was sort of in my mid-teens. And one of the things they said to me was that God forgives no matter what. In other words, the, the sin I did, the sins I did, what I did, didn't really matter. It was the rejection of, of God that mattered, and God forgives that. Uh, I, I can be forgiven. As a short summary of my little my story, one day I'll share a longer one, longer version. But they kept pointing me to Jesus. If you're someone who's seeking Jesus today, can I encourage you to keep looking to Jesus? 
If you know seekers, keep pointing them to Jesus. Keep pointing them to Jesus. These, these uh, youth leaders did that. They keep pointing me, kept pointing me to Jesus. And I'll be forever thankful to God for them. Now, now one, of the, one of our problems as followers of Jesus, and I speak for myself here too, is that we can be a little bit like the crowd in this story. We can be blinded by a seeker's sin, looking past the seeker themselves, and so come to the conclusion, well, they don't really fit the bill. Uh, Oh, they won't fit in here. I'm not going to talk to them. They, well, they, don't even, they don't deserve it. Look what he's done. You know that guy's reputation. And so we make them feel short. <laughs> Using that analogy from the story, we write them off. Well, of course, Jesus didn't do that, did he? So nor should we. Can you imagine for a minute if the person who pointed you to Jesus did that to you? Imagine for a moment, what if they did that? Well, you probably wouldn't be sitting here today, would you? Don't know. You know, our other problem as Christians, let me challenge you a bit more, uh, perhaps also like the crowd, is that we can get in the way of a seeker by our poor choice of words, our selfishness, when we're lacking in generosity or humility. It makes it hard for a seeker to meet Jesus when followers don't love like Jesus. Isn't that true? It's very hard. And sadly, we can do this also as a church. We can get in the way of seekers. So, yes, insensitive or not very well thought through comments or actions. Uh, How about this one? Lack of enthusiasm. We don't usually have this problem in our church, by the way, so don't worry too much, but I think it's a good point worth talking about. Looking bored, looking bored about Jesus, you know, that can get in the way of seekers. Let me give you another example. See, we can even get in the way of seekers by not listening in the sermon. (laughs) Now, you're all listening very well now, which is wonderful. But imagine what it says to seekers. Someone who's come along, you've brought them along, you've invited them to church, you've invited them to church because you know that they're seeking and they want to know a bit more about Jesus, they're curious about Jesus. They're like Zacchaeus on the tree. He's curious. But imagine when they come along to church and they look around and they say to themselves, they don't seem to care what's being said up front. So why should I care? See how important it is? Now, as God's church, let's, let's not get in the way of seekers. Let's point people to Jesus in word and action. What we've seen over the past few weeks is that there's quite a difference in, in how the crowd views and talks about Jesus and how the church or followers of Jesus view and talk about Jesus. Uh, a US pastor, I read during the week, a um, guy who writes a fair bit on the Gospel Coalition website, um, he, he, he puts it like this, it's really good, I actually put it up in full, it's probably a bit small, but I'll, I'll, I'll read it out as well. See, the crowd says you've got to change to come to Jesus. But the church says, God says, followers of Jesus say, well, you've got to come to Jesus to change. The crowd says, you've got to measure up to meet Jesus. The church says, you've got to meet Jesus to measure up. The crowd says, you bring your treasure, 
Uh, bring, you bring your treasure if you want to meet Jesus. The church says, God says, you meet Jesus and you want to bring your treasure. The crowd says your worth and your value depend on how much you do for Jesus. Now the church says, God says, your worth and value depend on how much Jesus has done for you. The crowd says, be generous and honest and salvation will come to your house. The church says salvation has come to your house, so now you're free to be generous and honest. See the difference? I really like that. See the difference? The difference, of course, is the church, that's Christian followers of Jesus, what we do, we, we point people to the Saviour. And that, that's our privilege to be able to do that. Let me finish off by a couple more little points of application here. As we, uh, as we think about pointing people to Jesus, the big S seeker, we ought to be praying. We ought to pray to God. What do we pray to? We pray, we ask God to put us in the right place at the right time so that we can talk to seekers. So we can do whatever it takes to introduce people to Jesus. Don't forget that you were once that guy. You were once that girl seeking. That was you one time. Don't make seekers climb trees to get around you in order to see Jesus. <laughs> Jesus the Saviour goes on to eat and stay and eat with sinners. Uh, but too often we're, we're separate from, from sinners, to keep using that term. Instead of helping those far from Christ come near to him, we act as if hanging around them can make us feel like we're going to catch a sin disease. Uh, but sin is... is isn't a disease we catch. Sin is a sign of death that only the Saviour can defeat and overcome with new life. Now sure, we need wisdom and boldness to not get sucked into sinful behaviour, but too often what we do, we err on the side of the crowd in this story, well they won't touch sinners and they won't let sinners touch them. So, we should seek opportunities to spend time with people who don't know Jesus. Uh, get out in the community. Join a club. Take, um, talk about Jesus with your workmates. Open up your home to those who don't know God. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time someone you had around to your home uh, who didn't know Jesus? It's a bit of a challenge for you, isn't it? Hopefully you can come back and say to me, oh, we did it last night. Good, keep doing it. But be intentional. That's what we're trying to do. Be intentional, uh, be bold, be loving. See, I think, friends, I think seekers are everywhere. Uh, no doubt there could be some this morning with us today, and that's wonderful. It's so good to have you here. Uh, people looking for answers. People are still not sure. So we need to stop seeing their sins, like Jesus, and we see the people themselves, pointing them to the real seeker, and that is Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray. Lots of challenges there. They're good ones. Uh, they struck me during the week big time. So I'm going to pray and ask God to help us to do that. And if anyone's got any comments, questions, words of encouragement, um, we'll, uh, we'll share those. Father, thank you, for, um, well, thank you that you sent Jesus on his mission to seek and to save the lost. Lord, Lord I was one of those lost and many of us here as well. And thank you that you saved us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you said to us, come on down, like you did to Zacchaeus, uh, that, our, that you'll stay at our place tonight. Lord, we pray that if there's anyone amongst us here today who are still seeking Jesus, still working, him out, working out Jesus, we pray that they would indeed uh, look to Jesus, get to know him, and we as a church 
would not get in the way. Lord, give us wisdom and boldness. Uh, it's tough sometimes talking to people who don't know you and have questions and, and, uh, and it's not always easy. But Lord, we pray that, we, um, that you would give us the strength and wisdom and boldness as we get to know you more and more um, to be good, good examples of what it means to follow you. So Lord, thank you for today. Help us to put your words into practice. In Jesus' name, amen.